The Romantic Analogue by W. W. Schupeldeckel. Norm Venner's fancy was pretty well fixed on thoughts of electronic calculators until the invention started making passes at the inventor. Mathematicians are just like people. Old, young, fat, thin, male, female. This one was male, 35, with steady brown eyes and a nice smile when he remembered to use it. His name was Norman Venner, and besides being a mathematical whiz generally, he had designed and built an electronic brain, or calculator, which was in some ways smarter than himself, and a lot less diffident. Electronic calculators are invariably given acronymic names, such as BINAC, SIAC, and MANIAC, and nine out of ten of them are of the digital type. This is a nice way of saying that they count on their fingers. They're nearly as big as yachts and cost more, but can calculate a million times faster than any human. Norm's machine was of the analog type, which is less flexible, less complex, and vastly smaller and cheaper. He called it the Iquia, which stood for I can work em all. It could, too. It was especially good at deriving equations from curves, which was really something. Charlie Oglethorpe burst into the office one morning, catching Norm in a brown study. Hi, genius. How is she perking now? All right, except the pen skips a little sometimes and makes a messy curve. Have to damp that arm better. When can I have her to work on? Soon as I finish these Mugu problems. Charlie stared at him. Mugu. Guided missile center. It's nice business if we can get it. The digitals are all booked up months ahead, and the particular type of problem they send us is right up our alley. I thought you were kidding me, like that Boolean algebra stuff. Wasn't kidding then, either. I'll stick to instrument making, thanks. You math guys never have any fun. Norm shrugged, turned to the telephone, and called an extension. Hermosa! It was a rich, pleasant voice. Vic, how about the rest of the Mugu cards? Ready yet? I'll send them up right away. Just finish them. Who was that? Charlie inquired. Vic Hermosa. Smart boy. Charlie smiled a little. There was a knock at the door. Come in, Norm called. The door opened, and a small, neat girl entered. Her long bob was dark and silky, but wind-blown. She tossed her head, and her hair settled into place, as if she had just brushed it. She extended a pack of punched cards. Thank you, Norm said gravely. The girl looked up at him suddenly, and he stepped back a little. She had surprising, deep violet eyes, and their glance seemed to have a tangible impact. She nodded grave acknowledgment and left. Damn it, I wish I could do that, Norm complained. Make goo-goo eyes? No, shake my head so my hair would automatically be combed like hers. I've been fighting this cowlick ever since I've been a kid. Stocking caps, gunk, the works. Still got it, and the part moves around, and I have to hunt for it. Know who she is? Nope. Clerk? Messenger? I guess. They're always hiring new ones. Doesn't she ever speak? Of course she. 
Come to think of it, I've never heard her. Must say it's a relief after the usual yakety-yak. Haven't had anything to talk to her about, anyway. She's just a child. A pretty one, though. Yes, she is. You sure don't know anything about women. If anyone made eyes at me that way, I'd do something about it. What, for instance? Norm inquired dryly. Well, of course, I'm married, but I find out who she was, anyhow. Sometimes I think you're dead and don't know it. Sometimes I agree with you, Norm said. He fed one of the punch cards into the transmitter head, which fingered the holes and told Iquia what the problem was. Iquia began drawing a curve on the curve tracer. It would have taken Norm or anyone else days to arrive at the answer. See? Skips here and there, but I can ink in the gaps. Looks like the pen catches on the paper a little. I'll grind the point while I'm at it. Say, that thing really thinks, doesn't it? In a way. Generally, the digitals have it all over the analogs when it comes to reasoning, but I build an extra brain into her. Where? The Y-path, remember? Tries several appropriate methods in succession. I analyzed my own methods of attack and built the same methods into her. She's an electronic me, except faster and more accurate. I bet she's more alive than you are. Why don't you step out a little? First thing you know, you'll be getting old, and it'll be too late. Leave the matchmaking to the women. I may be old, but I'm not an old fool. It's fall, not spring. Yeah, all you need to be an old fool is just a little more time. Norm ignored him and took a card from his desk. It seemed to be an extra, not with the pack. He put it in the machine. The curve tracer began to draw a rather abrupt curve, which meandered half across the sheet before Norm realized what it was. Suddenly, an image leapt to his mind's eye, and he watched with fascination while the pen traced this mathematical impossibility to the far end of the paper, and in obedience to several successive negative factors in the problem, retraced in the opposite direction a little lower down. A head, a slightly lifted elbow, full rounded breast, a knee luxuriously drawn up, a dangling arm, all in one continuous line. There was nothing obvious about it. It was formalized, but with the individual style that is the artist's signature. Once seen, the image persisted. Hey, Charlie, look at this. Yeah, what about it? What about it? You ever see anything like it? Sure, it's a closed loop, like a hysteresis curve. An hysteresis curve, but this isn't one. Look closely. Of course, it has harmonics and variables in it. Might be one of those gas discharge curves. If the gas tube happened to be defective, I've seen some funny. Look, it's a reclining figure with the head turned toward you. See? And the forearm over the head. Here. Breast. Knee here. Foot with the toe pointed. Calf thigh and the near arm hanging remarkable once you see it you're crazy all i can see is a closed loop with some wrinkles in it 
Why, it's nearly as plain as a photograph. I can't understand. Plain my eye. If that's the arm hanging down and this the hand, where are the fingers? That hand is just an oval. You got some imagination if you can get a reclining figure out of that. Not a nude of the beer garden type, I grant you. This is real art. Know what this means? Have you any idea how complex a formula must be to trace a curve like this? Just a plain hyperbola is bad enough. This is a test of the machine. Those Mugu boys have worked out this formula to see if she could break it down and draw the equivalent curve, though I don't see how they did it. Even the larger digitals would find this a tough nut to crack, but our baby is a whiz at curves, see? I wonder how they justify the machine time on it. Of course, it is barely possible that they derived the equation themselves, but it must have taken weeks if they did. Maybe it took us long, as you say, but I still can't see any reclining figure in that curve. It's just a closed curve with some wiggles and bumps on it. In any case, I'm going to send this to Mugu right away. They'll want to know how long it took. I wouldn't, if I were you. Why not? Maybe trouble developed in the machine. Better run some more cards through it first. But right now, I'm going home. We're having a roast tonight. Say, why don't you come to supper with us? Alice would be delighted. She was just wondering what happened to you. I'll phone her. No, no, I have to. Look, I got to find out what this means, you see. It isn't that. Explain to Alice, will you? We need this contract. Need all the work we can get. You understand? Sure, sure. How about next week, okay? Well, see you in the morning. Charlie left, grinning to himself as he closed the door behind him. Norm didn't see the grin. He was already puzzled enough. Iquia behaved herself perfectly on the next five cards and kept her mind on her business. Meanwhile, Norm studied the first curve again. Funny Charlie couldn't see it. The figure was puzzling at first until you got the idea, but then it was so clear. Or was it? Suddenly, he couldn't see it himself. He turned it upside down and sideways. It was just a funny closed curve, having neither mathematical nor structural significance. Maybe he was going crazy. He threw the curve down on his desk and, soothed by the whirring of the tracer motor, fell into a brown study. Suddenly, the image of the brunette with the violet eyes appeared. No reclining nude, she. She shook her head in that habitual gesture, and her long bob fell perfectly in place. She turned, with demurely downcast lashes, and looked up at him with her violet eyes, and Norm came out of his trance with a start. He removed the last curve, a simple hyperbolic curve, probably a problem in attenuation or decay of some kind, and put in the last punch card. The machine started up immediately. The curve was elliptical. Then a vertical downstroke, retraced, and with a gentle half-loop added. It was writing. P-R-O-P-I-N-Q. What might this be? He watched fascinated as the letters continued propinquity is the mother of love it said and stopped 
his trained mathematical logic gave him an immediate solution to the enigma he was cracking up it was utterly impossible to derive the equation to write propinquity in spencerian script in less than a hundred man-hours nor could a mathematical calculator be hired for so frivolous a purpose it was fantastic impossible therefore it was not so and he was either dreaming or crazy maybe thinking about that little brunette surely not still he had been driving himself pretty hard in the morning he would be fresh and alert if it were a trick he'd catch the trickster and if it turned out to be a perfect logical curve he'd see a doctor he left the curve in the machine closed the ventilator in the wall over his desk and turned on the burglar alarm this was nothing so crude as a loose board with a switch but a quite elaborate electronic circuit that produced a field near the door it wouldn't work on ghosts but if any material body entered that field it would trip the alarm and start a regular mardi gras security required by government contracts hardly demanded so much but for a small plant it was sufficiently cheap and charlie had had a lot of fun with it charlie have to keep him out too and being its daddy he'd know how to disable the alarm of course it would really be sufficient to tie a thread across the door which would break if anyone entered he had no thread but after a moment's thought he pulled a three-cent stamp out of his billfold and turned out the office light after glancing up and down the hall he stuck the stamp on the door so that it would tear if the door opened in the morning the stamp was still intact and it was hard to see even in broad daylight the paper in the curve tracer was perfectly blank and there was no punch card in the transmitter head it might still be an elaborate joke but the chances were small he might be cracking up or may have imagined the whole thing the best thing to do would be to put it entirely out of his mind he succeeded in this until mid-morning when Iquia called him a handsome devil he jerked the punch card out of the transmitter and called vic hermosa that voice it made chills run up and down his backbone a man had no right to have a voice like that vic bring up the calculations for the last batch of punch cards will you i want to check something the card numbers are f one forty one through f one fifty two right away vic was an especially gabby a good-looking young latin who knew as much math as most they'd probably lose him to the draft any day now presently someone knocked on the door come in it wasn't vic it was the girl she laid the pack of problems and their attached worksheets on the desk shook her head into place did she even have to comb it in the morning when she got up looked him briefly in the eye and turned to go how is vic these days norm inquired whimsically is he able to get about the girl smiled politely at this obvious badinage and left he checked the problems against cards as he came to them he knew the punch code well enough to do this in his head since the kind of operation indicated was quite obvious but the problems ended with f one fifty one and the handsome devil card was f one fifty two 
he got on the phone again vic what's your next card number f one fifty three one expected a little guy to have a high voice this one was quite deep but soft are the cards numbered very far ahead we usually number a couple of dozen cards and assign the numbers to the problems as they come in from a scratch sheet any of the cards been lost oh yes on occasion so far we've recovered them all there are only two rooms where they could be up there or down here that voice how could a man have a voice like that and why should he care if one did why even notice it instead of going to the cafeteria for lunch he drove downtown and consulted the family doctor who laughed at him reassured he returned to the plant and got a sandwich and milk before going to his office old doc heffelbauer might be wrong but he usually wasn't norm liked several men but he didn't dream about any of them if he was off his rocker it was in some other manner visual delusions for instance the thing to do was to see vic face to face he called the office manager henry send vic hermosa up there will you i want to talk to him vic hermosa he's in the army didn't you know no i didn't who is the guy that answers the phone in that fruity voice henry lowered his voice guy that's vic's sister virginia she took vic's place when he left simplified the security investigation and she's good too about as good as vic i'd say you mean to tell me a little girl like her could have a voice that deep startling isn't it of course it's actually a low contralto or tenor but you expect her to be a lyric soprano shall i send her up to see you no no i want to think of it first say who interviewed her charlie i suppose just a formality anyhow the hermosas and the ogledorfs are neighbors you know wonderful stuff esoteric phenomena in a sealed office his very own calculating machine made calculated love to him his best friend was evasive and the junior mathematician he thought he had been talking to every day for a couple of weeks was in the army he might hammer away at all concerned until all the cards were accounted for but that would disrupt office routine strategy that was the thing be mighty peculiar if he couldn't break up this business now that he had an idea what was going on but did he whoever punched the cards needed the proper equations derived first and that called for a digital or an analog computer preferably his own equia because she was especially good at curves deriving them by the old methods was just too much horsework for any joke and it didn't have to be a joke either the joke might be just the cover for a more sinister activity bosh if that were the case why call attention to it with funny business but what hurt was the girls being mixed up in it he could take a rib from charlie for instance but the girl was practically a stranger unfortunately women could be cruel as his mother had often warned him he thought of his mother's last year in the hospital and winced she had sacrificed so much for him and yet was it really better to be a free bachelor than an old family man like charlie there wasn't anything the matter with alice that he could see 
Charlie loved her. That was plain. Tonight should solve the thing, once and for all. He left the plant, speaking to everyone he met, as he usually did. Then he sneaked back in, with the guard's help, and hid in his own office with the lights out. His phone rang, and he almost answered it before he remembered that he was supposed to be gone. The building was by no means deserted. Probably there was someone working overtime in more than one department, though the main business for the day was finished. After a bit, the phone rang again, and he ignored it. Waiting was hard. He couldn't read, so he let his mind wander. The next modification to Iquia. What a romantic old thing she was. He needed a haircut. He'd have to get one tomorrow, before the hair grew down over his ears. What a voice that girl had, and those eyes. Would they get further work from Mugu? How could they contact other government agencies? Iquia was working out pretty good. Would it be better to try to sell Iquias to anyone who wanted them, or to keep the old girl busy and work problems for others? Eventually, the former, though for the time being it might be better to continue as they were until the old girl was well known. Under present conditions, that shouldn't take. What was that hissing noise? A radiator? He listened closely. Hiss, hiss, hiss. No, it was a rubbing sound, with a scrape and an occasional hollow thump. Not loud, but close at hand. The ventilating system, how obvious. Now, he watched a white hand disengage the catches and carefully lower the grill to his desk. A small figure in white coveralls wormed its way out of the opening, landed on its hands on top of his desk, kicked feet clear, and cartwheeled to the floor with disdainful ease. A headshake settled a long bob in place. Who could do that? Virginia Hermosa, and no one else. She couldn't see him against the shine of the window. She turned Iquia on and let her warm up. Meanwhile, fastening a large sheet of paper on the bed of the curve tracer with tape, she put a blank card in the punching head, opened the door of the patching panel cabinet, and rearranged the patch cords there. What a lab assistant she would make. Wasted and set up. Anyone could punch cards with a little practice. Well, not anyone, but any mathematician could. How thoroughly she knew this machine. Charlie must have told her, or her brother, plenty. With the curve tracer running at slow speed, she held the stylus steadily on the words she had written on the paper. The coordinates and rates were fed into Iquia's brain. She derived the horrible equations corresponding to the script, and obligingly translated these in turn to punchings on the card. So simple, when you saw it. But who would think of putting a burglar alarm on an air duct? She could go all over the building, through the walls, if she chose. She was small enough to get through the ducts easily, though the vertical sections must be tough, even for so athletic a girl. The punching head stopped. Virginia restored everything to its original condition, stuck the card she had punched into a pile of them, folded the paper and stuffed it into her pocket, and turned to go. Norm put on the lights. Startled, she whirled, churning the air with her hands to keep her balance. He held his hand out for the paper. No, she said, her voice shrill with excitement. 
wordlessly he closed in on her and after a brief struggle pulled the paper out of her pocket it said simply i love you norm looked at virginia who turned her head away i can't appreciate the joke just now though i realize it must be very funny charlie will enjoy it but what a lot of trouble suppose you had got stuck in the duct then what is it worth the risk and the violation of security is very serious i'm going to quit anyway she muttered so deep a voice for such a small girl why did you do it well it all started as a joke charlie said you were shy and and well i see natural enough i suppose and you pretended to be your brother on the phone no i never said i was vic she denied quickly he was handling this all wrong he wasn't getting anywhere all this was just talk evasive talk charlie hired you yes when vic left for basic training i see charlie's quite a joker and it was hard to refuse him it was kind of a joke at first but you're overlooking something he's very fond of you he really is he brags all the time about how smart you are and what a nice guy charlie's married and he wants to see me married too and you don't like girls listen you made that drawing too and all the other stuff yes an idea raised its pretty head listen i've decided to be very angry about this you've made a fool of me and i'm not going to let you get away with it now i know a place that's quiet and has very good stakes i'm going to take you to supper and ball you out better get into street clothes and don't take all night sorry i couldn't possibly some other time perhaps tonight now get going no i have a date break it no you may be my boss and i may be a forward hussy but tonight i'm going home and you can't stop me how silly could you get suddenly he understood the way of a man with a maid love was older than conversation and they both saw and understood through and beyond any silly words in fact the sillier the words the better that's what you think you're going with me or you're going to jail they'll put you in a dark cell with the rats they have their own specially bred rats you know he leered slyly you wouldn't dare he shrugged elaborately and turned to the phone she darted past him to the door and he caught her pulled her back out of the hall she was surprisingly strong and determined and she ducked when he kissed her that one was a mess wasn't it he complained she relaxed and began to laugh and he joined her she looked into his eyes a long moment and pulled his head down kissed him tenderly you don't give a girl much choice one big rat or a lot of little ones i'll give you no choice at all i'll teach you to play tricks on me hurry up and change one of the girls keeps a semi-formal in her locker i can borrow it and we could go dancing i don't dance never learned couldn't we just talk we could but we won't you'll never learn any younger you seem light enough on your feet come on it'll be fun tonight i can do anything you take too long to change and i'll tear the building down brick by brick with my bare hands hear me 
no please don't i'll hurry i promise he waited impatiently at the door of the locker room now that he knew how to talk to a girl he wanted to talk and talk and talk some more he planned extravagant things to say when she came out but when she appeared smiling he was struck dumb she took his arm and they half ran half skipped out of the building to his car End of the Romantic Analogue by W. W. Scoopledickle.